Yes. And, uh, for some of the people that are here, uh, and if you're interested, we're going to be doing a retreat the 20th and 21st of February. That's a Saturday and Sunday. It's a Zoom thing. Uh, we're going to, it's through another group. And if you have any trouble and you want to go, we, we're going to do some scholarship. So we'll just pay for the, the thing. It isn't much. So we have four more openings. So if you're interested, just uh, speak with Mike. <laughs> and then all we need is your, your email address and your first name and when we buy the we, we'll buy the registrations for, and they'll send it to you yeah I hope that wasn't so confusing yes perfect yeah so if you just get in touch with us at the end of the meeting and, uh, yeah we'll uh, work things out so that means if you're interested in going, yeah, and if you are, between you and I, you're the only one. So that's interested in going. No, will you? Uh, and you don't. You have the finances. Will it's available? We have four more openings. So back Some people, uh, some people can't uh, register for that. Uh, Amelia did Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, no. at least until we all get our uh, vaccines, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, it's not a, it's not a living. Re it's not, it's well, a Zoom. You know, we, we tried that, but we, we can we can try again, you know. Aber du kannst unser Audio ausmachen. Moment, haben wir noch Audio? Wir haben noch Gehör. It's speaking in tongues. Hey, Joseph, I wanted to offer it to you, too. If you want to, just say, tell Mike, and we'll get your email. And if you have the time on a Saturday and Sunday, February 20th, 21st, then we'll be more than happy to, if you if you want to go. Anybody who has any, you know, yeah. All right, so... Uh, hey, well, I guess we'll start the meeting, eh? Okay. All set. Oh, let, me, let me mute all first. Okay, go ahead and unmute. Uh, well, hello, everybody. Thanks for coming. It's 1.30 Pacific time here. Um, a beautiful day in Northern California. And uh, I want everyone to get it faster today so I can go out there. So let's start with the fact you are already awake. So let's close the shop there. Yeah. But it's just there's an activity that doesn't think so. Yeah. So... A lot of stuff that isn't so is made to seem to be so through thinking, yes? Not your thinking, thinking. So, uh, this message is quite consistent, really. It's really about, uh, we've already swallowed the message and this is a message about what we swallow, 
Yeah. So it's not a new, it's not another message. There's no need for a message. Yeah. About being awake. There need, there's needs, there's a need for a message about who is it that wants to be awake. Yeah. That's important because there's an activity. It could be subtle. It could be gross. It doesn't matter because it's so fast. It puts itself in a position as us. And then everything is seen from there and everything is thought from there and the feelings are attributed to that. And it's, uh, and there's no, maybe there is, I haven't found one, but there's no topic or situation or condition that uh, produces an immunity to that. Yeah. It, whatever it comes in contact with through us, it's in an act of claiming that activity Basically, everything is activity. It's claiming these streams of activity to imply that there's a noun, yeah? So if you just looked at how it happens, and if you look at it in like a, a shelving of time, all right, so there's something that is, so it doesn't come or it doesn't go, it doesn't, uh, it's not a minute late or a minute early, it just is flat out always available at all times because it's not of time. It doesn't come or go or get bigger and smaller. That's the basis, yeah? Now, maybe there's a step down, who knows, but as an experiential event in this thing called dreaming, there's an act of consciousness and that consciousness is not a thing, obviously, yeah? So consciousness is seeing through this physical eye, it's not the physical body that's seeing through the physical eye, yeah? There's something that animates the body because the body could look perfect as it, as it did like an hour ago when it was alive, dead. But something has changed. Nothing may have changed in the body except some activities like the beating of the heart or the oxygenation of the brain but basically it's all intact, but there's nothing going on. And you could take that eye from that dead body, if they can do it now, I don't know, and transplant it into an alive body and it would facilitate seeing because it's not the eye that's seeing, yes? I mean, just clear. All right, so there's something's coming through and it's this consciousness. So there, and it doesn't seem to have much volition involved, and it doesn't seem to exhibit any thought or effort to be conscious. There's just consciousness, yeah? It's sort of like a given before the give and take of Paul's little dreaming starts occurring, yeah? It's just consciousness. And then, so in that, if let's say if there was, if let's say you look at consciousness as light and let's say, you have a piece of paper and you have five cutouts and then that light would go through those five cutouts. That would be seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And a more subtle one would be noticing thoughts. So there'd be six, let's say, accesses and then the light would go out that way. But that paper could have 40 accesses, yeah? It's not, there's not like six, six tiny streams of light. There's just light going through six doors. Yeah. If there was 80 doors, it would go through 80 doors. If it was 100 doors, that's why 
consciousness doesn't seem to run out no matter how many people are conscious. Yeah. So there's 200 billion people and there's, there's not a warning. Er, 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 we're running out of consciousness. Yeah. You could have 800 zillion things that were sentient and consciousness wouldn't have lost any of its uh, weight. Yeah. Because it's not like a supply of sugar or salt. It's something other than something that can be weighed and noted and accounted for and, and you know, assessed. You can't assess consciousness. You're assessing everything else through consciousness, but you can't assess consciousness. You know? So there you go. So that's basically all our, that's it, isn't it? That's the underlying basis. And that basis doesn't seem to demonstrate much thought or effort, and it doesn't seem to have volition, yeah? It's not like the vision isn't shutting down because there was a terrible accident in front of you. You see it just as if it was a beautiful sunset, yeah? The seeing is there. It really doesn't have much volition. You may think you can move your head, <laughs> you know what I mean, or close your eyes, but basically, uh, you know, the seeing is just happening and the feeling and the tasting and the touching and the smelling and the thinking really. And so, and it doesn't, you know, we don't have like, a, you know, I didn't even go to yoga this morning and then going to, I didn't go to a seeing class and this afternoon I'm going to a feeling class. You know, I just, I'll skip the seeing and feeling class and maybe go to yoga yeah, stretch out and stuff like that. But the seeing I don't need to exercise it. <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm not seeing better by, you know, stressing my eyes out. There's the seeing, the quality of seeing isn't on based on the eye. Yeah. Your vision may be based on the quality of the eyeball, but seeing isn't. Yeah. All right. So there's activities going on. So in those activities that are appearing through consciousness, or let's say in consciousness, one of those activities claims whatever it's brought into contact with by consciousness, and suddenly there's a shrinking of that spacious view, and there's a contracting into this idea of self-centeredness, yeah? So now the width and breadth of all verbing now is put into a little idea called a noun. Yeah. And so the noun is now being given the attributions that it has nothing to do with. Yeah. So now it's the feeler, the thinker, the, the taster, the toucher, the smeller. And all right, what happens then? The basis is there. Then a narrative starts playing. Yeah. And it seems out like our interest, the interest and attention that's available to us seems to start getting wedded to that narration because the honeypot of the narration, you're a special you that these thoughts are about. You've been separated from every other you because you're the only you that's called me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every other you is you, but you is a me. Yeah. So now that narration, tightly spun around a fucking insane idea that you're a long-lasting independent separate entity like you're an island unto itself 
<laughs> and then the, the the narrative runs all day. And so you're basically, you don't know there's that many channels, so you're stuck with that, you know? I mean, I bet you if you played a radio show, let's, I don't want to go into uh, politics or anything, but let's say if you had a radio show that was telling you all day you had to get a haircut, you would probably get a fucking haircut soon. Yeah? If you kept hearing it, there would probably be, yeah, all right, you would adopt the need they were talking about as your need. Yeah? Oh, I need a haircut. Yeah? <laughs> you know what I mean? You may even be bald, but you'd still have the anxiety, I need a fucking haircut. Yeah, because you've been listening so to something for 20 hours, day in and day out. Yeah? It's not hard to believe that we can seemingly forget what we are. It can appear to us as what we are, that we have forgotten what we are. And how does that appear that way? It doesn't appear to what you're not. What you're not is the appearance of that. What you're not is the appearance that comes about by, by the seeming forgetting of what you are. Yeah. So it's so insane that we now start at what we're not to the point where what, what you're not wants to get to what you are. This is where non-duality comes in because it tells you that's fundamentally flawed, F-L-A-W-E-D, not F-L-O-O-R-E-D. That's fundamentally, there's a flaw in that, yes? Why? Because you are, you always have been and you always will be what you are. No matter how much you have taken yourself to be something else, that hasn't made you something else. It has not made you something else. So the return trip takes no time. Yeah. You don't have to book a seat. You see through, you don't, you don't see to the truth. You see through the false and then you find out the truth. Yeah. You don't rely on the false to be the truth holder. You realize it can, it's impossible for that to do it. It's programming is to be what you're not. Yeah. It's programming is part and parcel of what it's listening to all day. And it's the system, the radio station is a full spectrum radio station because it also has frozen video called memory. And there you are in all the years of your life pictured as this body. Yeah. And then not only that, when you're future tripping, you're future tripping, picturing yourself as a body. Yeah. You would hope that we would come to this, but obviously it was realized you were, we, we weren't getting there. So then non-duality developed, yes? To point out the crux of the matter is there's an identification as something that we're not that's taking the place of what we are, seemingly. And if you're not aware of it, you're going to be looking from it. And then all you're looking will be driven by that fault, that failedness, yeah? So your own looking, which to me is seeing in time, that looking will be 
will be a blindness to what you are, especially when you're super into looking for it. Because all you're looking for, the truth is reinforcing the what you're not. Don't you see it? Everything, because this is duality. Every topic you get into is reinforcing the one who's into the topic. You may see, oh, this is just me, and now I'm into this topic. You don't realize when you're into this topic, it's reflecting back, yeah? Your image is enlarged by the intention or the concentration or the meaning you give in the topic, yes? It's sort of like the surface of the topic reflects you. So the more you're getting into getting out of self, the more you're experiencing being in self. That's, that's duality at the core, yeah? As the Course in Miracles said, you know, hey, we're firm in faith in something that we're not, yeah? And that's like the active denial of what we are, yeah? See, it isn't just one thing. Oh, I'm firm in faith in, in that something else that I'm not. No, while you're firm in faith in that something else you're not, you're actively denying what you are. Not you, yes, but the event, yeah? And a number of us have taken, we, we've attempted to launch from that assumption and we attempted to go take the, you know, go over the seven oceans of spiritual growth to get to the other shore. And then if some of us have had fleet experience of that, when we finally arrive at the other shore on having never left. Yeah. That if you have the flavor of it, it goes way farther than thousands of words and books. Yeah. If you get the flavor of this little movement, yeah? Yeah, that all of the things that we speak about are based on the assumption, which is true, of the description Ramana Maharshi uses, which is there's this presupposing of this non-existent thing being you, really, yeah? And now, then, as that you, yeah, the non-existent thing has tons of new meaning, and now it wants to look for salvation for itself. If that's the case, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? And first of all, you can't destroy a non-existent thing. It doesn't exist. You're enlivening a non-existent thing while you're trying to destroy it. You're breathing life into it while you're trying to vanquish it, you see? It's almost as if you watch the checker game thousands of times and then suddenly you see when they get crowned and then you, it makes fucking sense. Yeah, this is what it's like. You see, and it's a pattern completely. It's a pattern that's set in time. 
that which comes after, which is this manufacturing of being the non-existent thing, yeah, is implied to be before. Now the non-existent thing is looking for salvation. Why do we keep falling for it? Well, for one of the things is we're one of our rudders here in this dreaming is a four and it's a fixed rudder is what we call time is a movement inexorably from a past then going through this moment we call the present and inexorably going to a future so something that doesn't play by that game can use that as an incredible camouflage so it can come way later than other things yet it can be implied to be before everything yeah so therefore in this case, what comes later is implied to be before. So instead of you hear selfing, all right, I get a call. I've been selfing all day. You see, the feeling of being the one that was doing or not doing the selfing is the product of the selfing. You could see it. It immediately got presupposed to be before. Now it's taking ownership of that which is making it. Yeah. <laughs> How many, you know, that all you need is that one example in a book. You know, every other page should be empty. I tell you, you're going to hit a time where you're going to see more is, is, more is not enough. More is, it's not because there isn't more. More is not enough. You got to go to the nothing route. Yeah. Just be stripped of these freaking ideas that have been, that have given, been given direction from the false premise. Yeah. So that arrow only, it's the only target it's going to hit ain't the truth. It's going to hit you. But once again, you, 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 you. Yeah. So, all right. Ready for questions? Yes. Yeah. Anybody want to raise their hands? Ben Ross. Uh, hi, Paul. Hey, Ben. Um, hey. I only so take I, questions from you when you're in the woods. <laughs> well, that's good because I brought all these trees into my home now to, to start uh, <laughs> feeling more that way. Oh, good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I was thinking, sometimes I get caught on this idea that to be... Uh, to be in touch with reality is this vast, this experience of vastness that has, you know, uh, relatively few thoughts moving through and, and is uh, very, uh, very relaxed in some way. My body is relaxed and there's this, this openness. And I was wondering, uh, it, it, it seems to me that that's not true, basically, that, that 
even a very contracted state with a ton of thoughts and a lot of tension in the body and a lot of anxiety there's nothing like there's nothing about that that in any way is less uh less true less uh awake less whatever than than this vastness and i so i just i wanted to present that to you is that is what do you think about that is that true well is that... talking about two two uh conditions one's experiential and yeah. as an experience one is quite different than the other yeah on the other before the experience it's this that's that that's just the space so all of those opposites are included in the space but as an experience uh, the experience will lead itself to those experiences the vast yes empty yeah. so there's a there's a moving in that direction when it gets those, those, those samples, those free samples. So on the experience level, it's quite, quite different than on, uh, and then in the other, the state, whatever, it's not a state, but let's call it a state to compare it with an experience. On that level, yeah, every, all the differences are, uh, are nuded in that. But yeah. in the experience, experience is all about differences. So does it make any sense to look for vastness, to be like, I would like to, I'm trying to touch I into. Would, if, I was, if I was taking a hike and I knew there was a cliff with a vista, it would motivate me to walk through three miles of woods to get to that. Yeah. 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 Is it anyone doing it? No. But something compels this to go in certain directions. So I... Yeah. I I get led to a lot of water holes and the, the water's pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, so yes, there's the absoluteness, but experience is of differences, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you take away the person out of it, because there was never a person having the experience. So if you see that, then the experience lead to their own. They have their own little uh, current that goes certain ways. So maybe you'll you'll be uh, you'll be leaning to uh, you know stay away from cities or something. Yes, you'll just yeah yeah, yeah you just no thought involved in it. It just uh, it just happens. So I I'm a I think you know duality is is. It's part and parcel of, of experience. We're in a field that's not affected by the duality, but there's the experience of it, and that has effects. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. That's why when you, uh, you know, someone comes into a rehab, you don't want to have piles of cocaine on the tables, and, you know, you just yeah. rather <laughs> you know, out of sight, out of mind a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you like to me, like, uh, you know, a new freedom and a new happiness was made available so that the, 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 that which was experiencing wasn't being used to reinforce an old fucking idea. 
So when it found things it loved, it just would do it like surfing and shit, you know, until I got hurt and I couldn't do it anymore. Oh yeah. I never thought about, am I surfing too much or anything like that? (laughs) I never had a thought about it. (laughs) I just came out with a huge smile every time I was in the water. What would you'd have to be insane not to go towards that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So don't, uh, you're not going to have an experience. Every experience is of the absolute, but you're never going to experience the absolute. Yeah, mm. put it that way. Because <laughs> mm. you and I are the absolute. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you have, can you, as this dreamt idea, can experience incredible shit. Yeah. Because you're not that incredible shit. <laughs> so, so let's say your experiences upgrade when uh, the primary factor of reinforcing self is broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because other than that, the experiences really aren't felt that much they're being used they have a they're they're being completely used to reinforce the idea of being the experiencer yeah which becomes sort of you can see a lot of addiction in experience Mm. yeah so someone gets a nice rush and now they want to you know go over the waterfall in a barrel or something you know it's it's always trying to increase yeah the rush of the experience that's addiction eh? yeah so the head uh whatever it comes in contact it use tries to use it it uses experience to reinforce the idea of being the experiencer yeah when you're walking in the woods that's broken that's you have that free sample here so it's wonderful yeah yeah other people do it when they're painting or having making love or you know, gardening, whatever. Most people have a lot of ways out during the day, yeah? yeah. And, uh, and then they may not be noticed in the, the chronicle of Paul because they really weren't based on time. You had gone, the selfing was sort of weakened and you were just whatever in it, yeah? And you can yeah. have a lot of time like that. Yeah, which isn't going to be assessed during the night and given numbers and going on an account page of debits and credits. You'd just be living. Yeah. 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 And a lot of living is forgettable because the feeling of what's there is the real thing. Yeah. What's happening can come and go. Hmm. Yeah. I had an experience once. I was in a. I don't know if it makes sense with this, but I was in this place in Burma. I had, you know, I used to travel a lot. And a lot of times when you were traveling, you meet other people traveling. And then let's say the other person, people would share. And sometimes you'd see like a light. I've lost you for a second. You see like a light in that person while they were sharing. And so you figured, hey, I'm going to try to go there where they, they were talking about. So I went to this place in Burma called uh, Pagan, 
and it was this giant field, giant plain next to the Irrawaddy River. And there was a civilization from 900 AD to 1200 AD, I think, or whatever. All they did is build Buddhist temples. So there's 5,000 temples everywhere. And you can, so you would go at night, you would sit on a temple and watch the sun go down and you can see all these spires. It's pretty awesome, yeah? All these dirt roads. So one night we were doing that and then you could see this big dirt cloud coming. Big cloud. And suddenly it came right down to, to this one temple we were at. And it was a tourist bus. And all these tourists got out. They walked right up to the temple, turned around to the bus driver. He took a couple pictures and they got back in and took yeah. off. Now they thought they had the experience of that temple, but they didn't really. Yeah. Right. They had evidence they were there. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's sometimes evidence you were there is taking a place of you actually not being there. I would say so. Yeah. So it's beautiful when you walk in the woods and you don't come out. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So nice. Yeah. And it's art, bro. What allows you to see the vastness in vastness is us, is what we are. Yeah. Mm. We're the giving of vastness to things, they're not giving vastness to us. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. <clears throat> that reminds me of a great photo there was of a of a, of an older woman at a baseball game in the bleacher. I mean, in the stands, surrounded by everybody taking photos of the game, <laughs> and she was the only one that was. Yeah. Uh, you know, present, so to speak. It was very cool. Well, you used to notice that when you would travel a lot, there would be a point where you'd stop taking pictures because you felt it was, there was like a, it was like being in an aquarium. You had set up a, yeah. And I feel this, this, the selfing is just like that. The selfing is like a, a manufactured glass between us and experience in a way. Yeah, the whole, I mean, I saw that in Boston once at the North End Church where people were taking a picture of the statue of Paul Revere. So they don't even know what the message of Paul Revere what is or the principle, you know, so they're not even getting to that place. Not even, and then not even Paul Revere the person, but Paul Revere the statue. But now what's happening, we're taking a picture of us taking a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never enough to begin with. It's yeah. just going to keep going like that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going away now with the technology. You'll yeah. be at a beautiful park and a person, a younger girl or a guy, and they're sitting on a bench only pick, taking selfies. <laughs> they're just looking at themselves the whole time. They're in this park. <laughs> Somehow I have this vision, though, that it's circular. So eventually... We'll be taking a picture of the back of her head, and that'll be funny, and that'll <laughs> that'll be okay. <laughs> well, no, there'll be a picture of the person that took a picture of your back of the head, and someone took a picture of his back of the head. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Lorraine. Where did it 
thought someone must have been the first one who took a picture of one of our back of our head. Yeah, this just goes on and on. Yeah. The thing is, it's just duplicating anyway. The whole head is repetition. Like we talk about resentment and recovery as the number one offender. It kills more alcoholics than anything else. What is a resentment but a refeeling? So you're feeling again something you probably never even felt. It's just made up. So we're, we're rethinking, re, we're not, refeeling, redoing, rethinking, reseeing, rehearing, retasting. Yeah. Because the whole point of it is not the verbing of living, but the reinforcement of the narrative that it's you. Yeah. Yeah. The head is quite addicted in a lot of ways. Because if you take it, if you had someone else's dream that you've been so attentive to all day, you'd be bored in two minutes if you had the separation A, this isn't mine. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you were young, I used to see a show from England called The Avengers. I really liked it. Uh, and, uh, Thought it was really well done. I was a little, little kid. And then when I, I saw it when I was older and had the shoddiest production, it was a fake room. There was no, the car wasn't even on a road. It was just a picture. But I didn't see any of that when I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no new you, no matter how many times it's called me. There's no new you. <laughs> it's the same old, same old. <laughs> no one feels like I do. I got, I, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> no one thinks like why I got what they don't. These are my thoughts. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Uh, see, Lorraine says she wants to ask a question. Lorraine. Hello, Paul. Uh, can you hear me? I can, yes. Thank you. Um, Paul, once you've recognized the you that you're talking to, um, what's it kind of waiting for? Does it still not know that you're referring to that? Do you understand the question? Say that again. No, I, you lost me there. Okay. So once you've recognized... Um, Who recognizes? Well... I don't know. We're just talking. All right. So, no, so well, that, were... that's not going to recognize squat. Okay. Yeah, recognizing, yeah. So, if you remember the last conversation that that we had um, during a particular time, I recognized something that I felt was not me. That was paid. That paid attention. That was not me. Well, that was you, actually. Okay. Well, you just said it was the one that was paying attention. That was you. The, the voice you heard was not you saying 
That thing was not you. You okay. said that something was just paying attention. There yeah. was no, and then the, how it was, how it was put to voice was, and it, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying that which you're not made that statement. That statement came from that which you're not. You are that awareness that's just aware. Yeah. There's no one doing it. There's awareness. That's our nature. Yes. I think I understand what you said. I'm going to do it again. You said you became aware of there was something paying attention. Not doing anything else, just paying attention. And it was not of you. That's what this something in your head said. Yes. Yes. I'm saying that said that which said that was not you. Because no one said it. It claimed this fucking crazy idea and made up a you out of it. So it made up a contra. Why you whatever? So there's what was paying attention. The mental state arose, took probably a half a second or something, claimed it, and how it claimed the attention was a was in a denial. So it went, I'm not, that's not me implying that it was a me that was saying that's not me yeah mm -hmm. okay you have to see it it's so obvious something's paying attention all the time yeah yeah there was a moment where that was obvious something came up and said that's not me <laughs> <laughs> i would yeah. say it's a jealous system that recognized the big dog had come in and the little dog didn't want to roll over. So it said, that's not me. Yeah. Okay. You see it? Um, I'm, try I'm trying to see. Um, like I said to you before, I'm leaving it. I'm just letting the word sink in. I'm just, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just let it in because uh, it's right there, honey. It's right there. Okay. You started with what you are. And then you, you parked in what you're not. Yeah. Okay. Instead of if we, if let's say we null and void that parking meter. Yeah. yeah you were that, which is just paying attention. Yes. That's what attention does. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Does other people hear it? They see it? Yeah, all right. It's exactly what we're speaking about. The presence of what we are gets claimed by the mental activity. Yeah? And the mental activity, in a weird way, even if it says that's what I am, it's a denial of it. In this case, it says I'm not that, which was a denial of it. Yes? I don't know. To me, it's to whatever this is, it made sense. If I bring something back, I run into an awareness of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. So there's an awareness of consciousness, yes? 
Now, I would say a win. So therefore, I must be awareness. <laughs> How can I be something, you know, four, down, four miles down the road? Yeah. If that's what's allowing, if, if that, if that what's re reveals the consciousness, I must be that. And if that, yeah. And if that reveals the mental activities, I must be that. Now, the way I go there isn't by I must be that. I say, I'm not this. Yeah. So I recognize what I am by recognizing what I'm not. Because I can't recognize what I am from what I'm not. Yeah. And the only thing that is looking to recognize something is that it's not that something. It wants to recognize. So there's no recognition. There's just seeing. Yeah. There's no one that goes, I recognized it. No, there's seeing, non-recognized, just seeing, seeing, seeing. Yeah, it's the head that says it's recognized it. Hmm. <laughs> what happened if you'd have a burst and you recognize something that's always recognizable? <laughs> then you must, you give up the ghost and realize you're always recognizable. You weren't the recognizing of it, yeah? I don't know, I don't know. It's almost as if you, if you walk back and you have all these ideas, each, as you get closer, they, they fall off until the emperor has no clothes and then you realize you're not the emperor, bamo, yeah? So what you're not has served you because it brought you to what you are. By seeing what you're not, you were brought back to where you never left, yeah? Instead of trying to arrive there as what you're not, you realize upon arriving at the, uh, uh, the uh, other shore and having never left, you see it? It's just, it's just immediately took, takes no time. It's like, wow, yeah. And then instead of seeing it from this direction, you see this whole activity from what you are. If you're using this system to get somewhere, you're not seeing the system, I'm telling you, yeah. You're not seeing the Toyota while you're in the Toyota driving, yeah. You see this Toyota outside of the Toyota. And all day, there's seeing of it, but that seeing is claimed and is given the name the recognizer or the, or the knower or the witness or the whatever, yeah? It's made into something. Seemingly. Thank God it can't be made into anything. It can just appear to be. Yeah. Like in the dream. In the dream, there's a real tiger. You're scared shit. It's appearing to be true. But then you wake up. Are you still afraid of that fucking tiger? No. Yeah. Just like when I did a talk and people was talking about, are you afraid of sharks? And I looked at the room I was in 
on a on the ground, I said no because I'm not in the fucking water. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. All right. Um, thanks, Lorraine and Stephanie has her hand up. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hi there. This is my first time joining you guys on the live Zoom. Oh, well, nice. Thank you for coming. Okay. I'm trying to find you. I can hear you. Go ahead. Sure thing. Okay, so um, two things that, well, first of all, really thank you because um, you've made it so clear um, about the action figure and about the space of awareness is always prior to um, anything that can be seen or felt. So that is, the seeing is, is clear that that is prior to all that appears. Um, there's something that's uh, maybe, in a sense, I suppose, terrified, has a sense of a terrifying nature, which is when, when, when the awareness, the seeing in itself, and I know it's the mind and it comes up, it says, well, you know, it can't in itself escape itself. So self, small self can't escape itself. And when I look into the awareness, I know there's no sense of escape within that in itself. In the, in the, in the awareness, there's no fear or anything of the imaginings. It's empty of the imaginings, but still... I understand it's a concept, but that fear is quite, it's, you know, that even in awareness, you know, there is no end or beginning to the awareness itself. And that is quite, that seems quite terrifying sometimes. Yeah, remember, again, it's obviously not appearing terrifying to the awareness. Yeah. No, no. So there would be something that arises almost as a reaction to the presence that has a terrible fear. Yes? Yeah. That's, but that fear is not of the awareness, it's of what has arisen, yeah? It's in the dreaming. So whatever you want to call it, but it's not of awareness. So the awareness, it's sort of like we used a, 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 a story of, with a snake yeah so i'll just share with you quickly mm -hmm. so let's say there's a there's a snake and there's two points of view going on in the snake there's the snake and then there's the skin's point of view yeah and the skin seems to have jacked into the snake brain got the uh, radio station of the snake and is constantly broadcasting that the skin aka is the snake yes so the skin is the snake so now there's a thing that happens every year. The snake doesn't do it, but every year the snake's skin falls off and it gets replaced with, you know, more colorful, cleaner, not that many, you know, hooks and scratches on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quite better, very much better for the snake's agenda. Yeah. It'll, it'll attract female snakes. It'll travel lighter over the rocks. Yes. But to the skin's, point of view 
seeing everything from the skin's point of view, it's sort of like Armageddon because the whole story of the skin being the snake isn't true, yeah? The skin is just the skin. It's not essential, yes? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's reaction to an event that's going to be very beneficial to the snake wouldn't be a very, very open, grateful reaction. It would be scared shit because its whole story is going to be exposed because the snake is going to continue when it falls off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yep. this is what happens. Yes. With us. Yeah. We get somehow, sometimes we get free samples and then there's a sense we're almost as if you're closer to the sun than you were before. Then the, the process, the programming of this dreamt idea reacts to that, yeah? yeah? It doesn't like the proximity of the sun. It likes to call itself the sun, yeah? Now it's provoking a lot of reaction, contracting, trying to get away from that fucking sun. And when it speaks, the availability of us at that moment has tended to be falling for that skin side, yeah? We are in the habit of looking at life from the skin's point of view. So therefore, we think it's me that's terrified, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. It's on me that's terrified. It's not me that's terrified, yeah? Yeah, it's like Tanner. Now, I don't know if this helps you or not, but see, I had a situation where I was confronted with this for a, a, a nice stretch of time where I was almost in a daily panic attack, but I've never had one before. But when people describe a panic attack, it sounded like about nine months of my life. Yeah. That panic attack, something the alarm couldn't be shut off. It was just off all day. Something was pressing against the organs. My heart was flipping out all like this to the point where I was seriously thinking I was going to pass away to the point where I would take money, any the, whatever money I had, I used to live in a room, put it in an envelope with the bill sticking out and put it on the nightstand near my bed so my roommates wouldn't get stuck with the dead body. Yeah, here's a couple of thousand. That's all I have. Yeah, get rid of the get rid of the thing. You know, <laughs> this wasn't like once one time in my life. This was three or four days a week. I would put that money on there, and the only way I could take it was laying down, and it was like light, but light with acceleration speed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was just over outmatched. My body was just totally fucked up. I yep. couldn't take it. I'd go out. I'd be at a restaurant. My girlfriend could see my eyes change. I'd have to leave before the food got. I couldn't go to her house. I had to be by myself. I would drive. I'd make it home, lay down, and just put the money on the table and shit like that. Yeah? So yeah. I saw, and there was visions from both sides yeah mm -hmm. yeah i saw the incredible fucking caving in collapsing anxiety of a fabricated system 
I'm telling you. <laughs> to the point there was compassion for it, really. Yeah. Because I couldn't get out of this fucking thing. Yeah. It was just the alarm. It, it, thinking it sets off the alarm, couldn't turn the alarm off. It yeah. was just going off. And uh, I found ways that, that, I, that it helped me to help the body get chilled out because I couldn't work, you know? I couldn't fly. I couldn't be anywhere that far from my house because if the shit really went out the window, I would have been put in a psychiatric unit, you know? <laughs> it would have been, I would have been 50, <laughs> 50 whatever. So, uh, so yeah, I know it's, this is why we have meetings like this. So when it gets pushed comes to shove and it gets scary, there's other people that have been there. Yes? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? If, you, if, if there's no passing away, you're going to be, you're going to be so less of a person, but so more of a thing. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a believer in, you know, if something was supposed to happen, it did. And if it's something wasn't, it didn't. So if this is part of the, the seat assignment, there's ways to make it through. Yeah. 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 And uh, if it's too much, it's too much. It doesn't matter. That thing is always available at all times. It doesn't have to come through a Kundalini event. That's just mm -hmm. an expression here. It's always available at all times. If that can, can look, you know what most people are totally afraid of is the it's of extreme ordinariness, really. Nothing can happen, and it's still that. Yeah. So, so, you know, hey, if you're not, yeah, just uh, there. A lot of times it's just like, don't get up from the operating table. No. Don't play doctor. And basically all your effort is just not getting up. Like, I'm not, I wasn't going to kill myself. I wasn't going to drink. So basically, I just had to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I had no desire to try to get out of it because it was obviously there was no fucking getting out of it. Yeah. Yep. So basically, you know, whatever. I learned how to put up with it or at least, uh, you know, keep living a day at a time. And then it gradually got better and uh and then the alarm finally came off yeah yeah completely so yeah but i understand you know i've i've under i understand people it's scary for sure because a system that hasn't that's built on shaky ground is super afraid when that ground starts to shake yeah it, uh, it is because mm -hmm. it knows it's nothing. It yep. does. You know, it knows it's hollow. Yep. It knows it. And, and it's, I think most of its shit here is song and dance to keep that fact from it that it's a failed system, that it's not so. You know? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Whatever. What? I'm just saying thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that has definitely been what's what's been happening. The lessening storms for a couple of years and just keep going, just keep going, not getting up. But that one, just that one aspect, I think, had a root, quite a deep root. So everything else, the camp, you know, it's very quiet really now. 
And that just that one area seemed to still be able to bite for some reason, really get, get a state going. Um, the what if state. So, no, thank you. It's, yeah, yeah. I found no to help me was acupuncture. Okay. On the physical level and the herbs. Yeah, I took some strong herbs. They used to, that they would give, let's say, like a monk who meditated like 40 hours or something <laughs> to calm down. I would take this, these herbs at night and the acupuncture really helped. But see, my friend was an acupuncturist and he would let me lay there until my pulse changed. It wasn't like a 20 minute visit. It would be like an hour and a half or something mm -hmm. until my, he could tell the condition of the body by the pulse. Once yeah. the pulse chilled out, then I could get up and then it would be all right for, you know, I could make it through a day, but I was seeing him like four or five times a week. Yeah. Yeah. He, just, he wasn't charging me. Yeah. It was great. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 Okay. And again, I want to emphasize this has nothing to do with any of this. It doesn't. Some people, this is what happens when the apple cart gets shook. Others, it doesn't happen. Nothing's necessary. Nothing is essential. All is expression coming from the same space. It doesn't matter. The expression doesn't make the space so. The space allows, is, allows millions of expressions. Mm -hmm. But the expression does not produce the space. No fucking way. No, that's like the having the cart in front of the horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you going through a Kundalini event means you went through a Kundalini event. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes and it goes and that's it. Any, any experience, even the whole witnessing of the cosmos being, you know, brought into display and the projection, it will come and go too. You know, even if you know to take it to the grandest levels, so it's for like sure. the recognition. For sure. Yeah, I think that the the ordinariness is the grandest level, really. A cup Seriously. of tea. I mean, uh, on ordinary ordinariness, your skate can't catch any on anything. You just keep skating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to shoot coke. I know about highs, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had a lot of spiritual highs, physical yep. highs, mm -hmm. fucking, yeah. I mean, you can push yourself to near death conditions and get into an extraordinary state, mm -hmm. but it's all fucking, <laughs> it's, all, it's all like, um, you know, doing like figure eights on ice. It's the, the yeah. ocean is there. You're not leaving any effect on it or nothing like that. Yeah. 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 So, but hey, get the help if you need it for sure. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. The nice. Make sure you have a, a lifeguard there, though. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <I will>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right thank you thank you nice Thanks, to see Stephanie. you good talk you too and bruce
comes next. Uh, hey, Paul. Bruce? Um, yeah. I got my video turned off because where I am, I don't have much bandwidth, so it seems to... If my voice starts breaking up, then I'm fucked, I guess. But um, I'm going to listen to you and find a lovely Zoom I can look at. There you go. <laughs> Someone with blonde hair. Yeah. All right. Go yeah. ahead, bro. Um, oh, I want to say, I, I like that quote that you used to say, like, dog shit awareness. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I'm saying it now because we have a puppy. I'm running well, into a dog shit awareness <laughs> now, literally. <laughs> About five or six the last week or so, last two weeks. Oh, uh, yes, I like it myself. Yeah. Right. Um, my question was, and maybe it doesn't make any difference, but, um, you know, talking about things like the small self and then the big self, I was wondering, it seems that like, um, it seems that, that, that like there is no small self, but then somebody was saying that it's the big self just doesn't realize it thinks it's the small self. And then it kind of wakes up and it goes, Oh, no way. That was always the big self from the very beginning. Therefore, um, is that right? Is that, um, well, I don't like the terminology, big self, small self, but uh -huh. let's, uh, but the movement you're talking about, I like that. Yeah. But I don't believe, um, I think, this, the idea using your terminology, the small self is manufactured, it's mechanical. See, there's always a sense when people are talking about it as if they're still doing it. There's no one doing small self. I see. Yeah. It, there's an a, attention, interest, faith make things seem to be so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm not a believer in a big and small or that there's uh, two different things. It's not really. It's just there's a lot of attention and interest that's been uh, drawn into the mechanicalness of selfing, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that interest and attention you can't unglue it in a sense from the selfing. So you can't use interest and attention in spirit to get out of self because it would be just more interest and attention in self. Yeah. So yeah. there's gotta be, uh, so what we're left with, like the, the logic and the, and the, and the, how it works doesn't work. Yeah. You have to lose interest. You can't, you can't lose interest as a self in self. That's more interest in self. There's a loss of interest and attention in self. And that interest and attention uh, will land somewhere else. Yeah. So let's say if you're, let's say here's this absoluteness, hugeness. And then there's these ideas that come up. And then suddenly there's a focused amount of, this space and you would call it interest and attention. And suddenly that interest and attention is going to that small little spec. Yeah, that small idea. Suddenly the interest and attention makes that small idea seem to be really big 
and the space now seems to become really small. Yes? Yes? And so then, all right, so if if the attention and interest is lifted from that point, the point will get lost in the space and the space will be pronounced. So instead of focused and and concentrated, you'll be in a relaxed awareness or more like a panoramic, yeah? It's all interest and attention. So the interest and attention is going to this insane idea that you're a long lasting independent separate entity. Suddenly that's all there is, yeah? And then all that you are gets And now you're in this, and therefore you have this sense of presence and hugeness, but you, everything you think of, everything you can entertain is entertained as this, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's the dilemma. If, you, if there's a loss of interest in this, the interest and attention that made it seem so big moves out and it gets, it's put into a more right size, yes? Yeah. Now the seeing is is released from this bondage and now is seeing. Yeah. And when that becomes mm-hmm. obvious, they're both included. Nothing ever happened in a way. Yeah. There was this okay. idea, and then everything and then there's a loss of that idea. And yeah. Now the mm-hmm. idea continues, but let's say in this, let's say with that idea continuing before it was just you. Yeah. You took, there were no squares. It was just the nine square space with all these different people. It was just you. Yeah. Mm. Now Mm. you're in one square and the eight squares are filled with that space, so to speak. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. There's still you in a way there's youing going on, but there's, the wealth of interest and attention has been distributed and now is benefiting, benefiting what you call you and others. Yes. It's just, it's fucking, it's like the greatest use of, of wealth, so to speak. Yeah. So the dilemma is once you seem to collapse into that system, the system locks it, locks its doors, so to speak. So when you're trying to get out of the system as the system, it's reinforcing the system. When you try to lose interest in the system as the system, it's reinforcing the system. When you think that when you start studying all these plans of escape, you're reinforcing the reality of what you're in. So, yes. So the system itself keeps the interest and attention locked in. Yeah. Right. So. So now it can only read about panoramic view or relaxed awareness and shit because it's not in that formation at the moment. So when you start losing interest in what you're not, the attention and interest reconfigures, yes? And a larger view becomes available, not so much for you, but of you. You see a larger view of what you're not, yeah? Okay, yeah. It's still fed enough for one square, but it's not the whole fucking screen anymore. (laughs) Right. And therefore, you could call that not taking yourself so seriously. Yeah? It's sort of like, you ever see that Seinfeld show when uh, 
when the woman was in the bathroom and she asked the lady next door to, for some toilet paper, there was no toilet paper. And the lady said, no, I have no squares to spare. And she says, can't you spare a square? No, I can't. Well, this would be like this, yeah. Self is self-centeredness. It can't spare a square. It's all about you. Yeah. When you there's a loss of interest in youing. Yeah. Ah, the interest and attention lifts off of the one square, and spreads out. Yeah. Okay. And there's a sense that's presence. You don't you don't sense the presence of what we are in one square. You sense it when you've come out of the one square. You sense the presence. Yeah. 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 You can't do it. See? You're not going to get it. You're not going to experience it. You're not going to have it. This isn't about, oh, how to, in how to integrate absolute space in my one square. No. It has nothing fucking mm. to do it's not about, it's not playing down to the one square. It's negating the fact of the one square. Yeah? Right. I'm not looking to integrate my, the great awakening into daily life. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. <laughs> that's like, all right, in the terminology of the one square, that sounds like, a, like a, an intensive I could charge $200 for. All right. Yeah. How to integrate your awakening into normal life. That's from a one square fucking story. Yeah. From the yeah. nine square story. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck the idea of the one square integrating the absolute into its one squaredness. Give me a break. All right. That's it. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Graham is up. Um, when what I'm not tries to meditate, um, it always goes through five questions. And first, are there sensations? Yes. Then are those sensations permanent? No. Then are they satisfying? No. Then are they self? And here's where the funny thing comes in, because regularly, most people would say, yeah, I have a sense of self. But when you put the context of the two first ones, permanence and satisfactoriness, and when you see that there's no sensation that's consistently permanent and satisfactory, how could a sense of self be the same? And so, but the problem is the I that's trying to figure it out and understand it is also part of that Yes, that works. So it's <laughs> it's like meditation kind of self collapses so quickly that I have no time to actually gain anything from it. It's like the perfect yes. perfect uh, method. It's fantastic. Yes, so I think look, that's why people teach meditation because if you can figure that out, because you can't be told that you have to figure it out. Yeah, that's why a lot of things, their value is that they fail you. Yeah. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, because... The value of a failed system is to exactly. see that it's failed. If, you, if, if something keeps working, you're not going to question 
uh, you, you know? Yeah. You're not going to question, you're going to see, you get left with your own devices and then you see they're not yours. But if you keep, if the devices are constantly being put to contact with things to fucking devise away, it, it, the charade goes on and on and on. So when something has failed you, you're left with your own devices. And then there's a seeing that they're not yours. But while you're using them all fucking day, there's not a seeing that they're not yours. Yeah? But there's so many layers. Like, at one point you think, you know, I'm the meditator and I'm going to figure it out. And then, you know, step back a, or take a, a step back. And then it's just, you, you can do this forever. But the point is, it's not satisfying. You're never going to find out what you are because it's not a, a thing. It's not an object. <laughs> See, the funny thing is, though, you can come to all these conclusions, and if it's your seat assignment to meditate, you will. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, but see, uh, look at a, the Eightfold Path of Buddhism. Yeah. Cons the basic one they present in both, I think, in the, all the schools. So the Eightfold Path. And so if it's an Eightfold Path, obviously it's lent itself to an idea of time, yes? Yes? Yeah, I think there's a yeah. joke. I think so, there's yeah. a joke where yeah. a, um, a master of Buddhism is like, and now we come to the Eightfold Path. Uh, first, first path is right view. Buddhism yes. is primarily right view. The next one, oh, I forget them. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Exactly. See, but yeah. see, what happens with this is there's right view and then there's like right meditation, right yeah. livelihood. And a lot of us think we're going to arrive at the right view through right meditation. But it's the right view that gives the right to meditation. Yes? Yeah. And that view is rooted in non-self or there is not a long-lasting independent separate entity. That's the view. Yeah. Now people are doing, they want to have right this and right that, but the view is off. So we're questioning the view. Yeah. See if that's your view or not. If it's not your view, that's the right view. <laughs> <laughs> and then see if you move to, then your livelihood will be right. Not based on that. It's a, there's, there's a right livelihood and a wrong livelihood. There's a lot of gray area, but because the rightness of the view will migrate to the livelihood or express through the livelihood or express through this or express through that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're a hitman, it's probably not a right livelihood because you're so entangled and it's probably going to be a very destructive life. But obviously, if you're you know, going down this, this path, then you're going to figure out that you don't want to do that anymore. Well, but there was a story about, there was an old Buddhist story about a guy who was a killer. And then, uh, but I don't know if he kept killing or not. But, uh, who knows? But matter. thanks. I hope you, uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Graham.
Anybody else want to raise their hand? Maria's here. Hi, Maria. Hi, Sora. I'll say hello. Nobody else? That's cool. And you didn't well, figure out how to get the spotlight of the person speaking? I forgot all about it. Was I supposed to do that? Uh, well, if you can stay for a few seconds or have Amelia stay, I want to, or maybe Amelia can figure, does Amelia know how to do it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. She's outside though. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's chilling out with the dog. Hey, uh, uh, it's possible because I saw it on Greg's iPad and then it went back to gallery view and I couldn't figure out how to put it back. So there's a way. All right, we'll, we'll get it. I haven't missed it, so, you know. Well, it'd be nice probably if you could see the person that you're talking to. I, imagine I usually do, I find them in a square, yeah. But yeah, not a tiny one. You could have it have, oh, be half the iPad. No, I think I'm used to them small. I think it's good. Well, you get used to some things in a weird way. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt to try. <laughs> oh, no, it won't hurt to try. Yeah. All right. When When is it that, when are we going to try? <laughs> well, I'm trying with Greg's iPad. Maybe while you're saying bye, I'll go look. All right, good. I'll, I'll, let's say goodbye. So I'm not going to say goodbye to you, Mike. <laughs> I'll see you soon. We got Judith and Kerry in Hawaii. Very nice to see you guys and gals. Always a pleasure. Uh, Stephanie, take care of yourself, eh? Or let someone else do it. We got Walter. Nice to see you, Walter. Walter went out. He's, he's out cold. I love when Walter's asleep. It's good. Susan, always a pleasure. Nice to see you. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to be, I'm not taking a sweat today. Don't worry about it. No. Glenda O'Driscoll. Nice to see you, Glenda. Your family all right? All's good? Oh, good. good. We got Sonia. Always, yes. Sonia. Nice to see you, Sonia. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Robert, a lifetime member of Zen Bitsla. Sonia, remember that. Yeah. Robert, nice to see you, Robert. Always a pleasure. I remember life before Robert and now after Robert. Nice to see you. Quite a con contrast. Yes, very good. I don't know how I did. I know I don't know how I lived without Robert there. We got Philip, another Aussie. He's in uh no, he says Kiwi. This is an Aussie in Brisbane. Nice to see you, Phil. Hey, Paul. We got Ben, the poet laureate. I don't know. I think he's resting on his laurels a little too much. Start writing, Ben. <laughs> Zlatko, my main man. Hey, Zlatko, I'm going to call you. I think I may come over for the water. Yeah. We got, uh, let me see, I can see the name, Ariane. 
Yes, hi, I'm new. I love listening to you. Uh, Thank you so much. Where, where are you from, Marianne? Uh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. <laughs> I, live, uh, I live near DC. So, yeah. Oh, great. Nice, nice to meet you. And thanks for coming. Thank you. Yes. Fritz, as always, is on the deck of the Star Trek Enterprise. Yes. We got Johannes. Yes. Uh, we got uh, Ivandro. Where are you from? Hi, Paul. Um, I'm from Brazil, but I live in Munich in Germany. Oh, nice to see you. Yeah, it's, it's been really, really great. I've uh, watched a couple of your videos on YouTube, and I it's my first time joining, so happy to be able to join you and hear you. Oh, fantastic. Well, welcome. Yeah, there's always a square. There'll, there'll always be a square for you, bro. Perfect. There's space enough for us. Yeah, yeah. We got George. George uh, and Mrs. Void. <laughs> my favorite couple. My favorite Thank couple. <laughs> we got Mike. Mike has been a long time. He likes to take the meeting. He likes to take satsang late down, which is probably a good posture. Yeah. yeah. We got Rob. Rob's back. All right, Rob. How are you? Great. All right. Good. good to see you, man. And we got Tariq. Always a pleasure, Tariq. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got, oh, Natalie. I don't know where she is. Costa Rica somewhere. Who knows? No? She's moving closer and closer to the center of Zen Bitsla. Roman, and remember, too, about that retreat. If you're interested in it, send a message to Zen Bitslap with your address, your email, and your first name. And we'll see if we still have any, uh, we call them scholarships, but just, yeah. All right. So we got Roman from Germany. Always good to see. Oh, Draw Monk decided to drop in again. Nice, nice to see you, Draw. Nice to see you. We got Joseph C. Joseph, your lighting is better today. Yeah. Yes. That's, I got Mike. Uh, I got Mike address for the retreat. Fantastic! I love I'll to send see you an email. Okay. I hope I love to see you there, Joseph. Yes. yes. Stefan, on having never left. Yes, there he is. We got Jeffrey. Jeffrey was easy on me today. That's nice. Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm sorry I can't say goodbye because I'm I've taken a vow of silence. You do a vow of silence. All right. <laughs> That's good, Jenny. Nice to see you, Jenny. Stuart, how are you doing this week? I'm good, thank you. Nice time today. All right, good, good. Norman, always a pleasure. Another one of our my our German friends. Yes. Very nice. We got Chris. Chris is uh he's uh one of the he's one of the emissaries of non-duality, yes. Very, very noble character. John Kay, he's another story. I don't know. John Kay, see you, John. Skyla, yes, yes. Nice to see you, Skyla. Yes. Another day out of the asylum. I see that as success. Yeah. That's good. Keep it up. Oh, we got Keith. Keith is, uh, 
He's going to militia school there in Idaho. It's bomb making week, I think. Yes. He's going to say something. Where is he? I can't hear you, Keith. Mike. Yeah, I just want to say I'm not taking uh, bomb making school. I'm teaching. Oh, you're You're a visiting visiting professor of uh, national unrest. I like Uh, a little respect. By the way, can you read the word on my hat if you look up real closely? I can't even see. Oh, there. Yeah. This. No, the word the word is this T.H.I.S. The reason I wear this hat is because I was told that I am that. And from my perspective, I am this. So that's this. I'm this is this people who have heard people who've heard that there's nothing but this. It's just Keith. So you might want to take a second thought about whether you want to get connected with this. I'll tell you that. That's true. If I would have known earlier, I would never have gotten connected with this. I'm taking away all your best, you know, best lines. So you better just work, work a little pedal harder. But usually when I don't think of this, it's not pictured as you, which is nice. All right. Hey, Paul. Yes. If you click, if you just tap your screen on the left side, it'll bring up the option for gallery view or spotlight view. On the left side? When you tap the screen. Yes. On the left I, side. I just uh, did. I get all I get is leave. There's a little camera icon, and below that, there's a grid icon. On the left side or the right side? On on my left, if you tap the screen on the left, that's where you can switch between gallery view and speaker view. Uh, I got. Oh yeah, no. All I have is the switch. To, oh yeah, I see John K. So if I hit that, I see him big. No, no, not an individual square, the whole iPad. You just touch the screen and it brings up the controls. And on the left, the right left, the top left says leave. Below that is a camera. And below that is the the gallery icon. Yes, so hit that. You touch that, it'll go between gallery view and speaker view. So you should be able to see Keith and you together if you touch that. Yeah, I can see it. I have selected gallery view. I don't get two selections. No, no, you just real- it toggles. You tap it and it'll go back and forth. Oh, it does. All right. Hold on. So, hey, let's just do this later, bro. We'll just go to just Zoom. Just do it once. Tap it once. Well, the real question is why would he want Keith in the same frame with him? See, now I see. Because I, I want him to be able to, t- to see somebody I that he's talking to. Yes. What? Did it work? No. <laughs> I got it. Now I got to get over this for three hours. So yeah, I got it. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. So, Mikey. Now I know how to do it, which I'll forget probably. But yeah, and now I, got I removed Keith's uh, spotlight. All right. Well, let me get back to saying goodbye. We got Z. I got I got Sonia. Everyone here. Let's see. We got Rob. We got Natalie. We got Roman. Let's see. We got uh, Stefan, Joseph, Jeffrey, Norman, Nina, Mina, Tina. Today it's Nina. Yes. Nice to see you, Nina. We got Stuart. Yes, we did all that. We got Raven from British Columbia. Sarah, she's back in England, I think. Nice to see you. Thank you. Mickey, the matriarch of Madera, California. We got Helen. Helen. 
We got James. Nice to see you, James. Lovely pictures of the ghost he sent me. We got uh, Chris from Olympia. We got Verena. Verena, I've got to remember, it was the Netherlands, yes? No, I missed it. Germany? Yes. Ah, Germany. Yes. All right. Close. It wasn't bad. We got uh, we got Rockville Centers here. He's in the house. Yeah, man, it's great. Hey, thanks again. It's great, man. You're I love you know you sharing your time space with us, even though it's a scenic set ball. It's fucking therapeutic. It's medicinal, and it's just awesome, man. You rock, my man. Bagels well, all the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. We got Glenda O'Driscoll. We got Josh from Melbourne. We got uh, some Bruce, Suzanne. Mm. And I think then Amelia and some other Lorraine and Mark. Bruce Jonin. Uh, Sabeth from Germany. Another Suzanne. Another phone number. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank uh, you so much, Paul. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, Bye. thank you. Thanks. See you. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Thank you, Paul. Bye, bye.